What's going down? We're back to the Jose Morales podcast at the Jose Morales Boxing Academy. And joining me in the ring today is Levi Knox. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thank you so much for having me today here, Coach. No problem. Hey, uh, keep the, the mic close to you. Levi is actually first time at, uh, on a podcast, and he, he needs you're going to hear that he's probably the most professional, more respected, but like well-carried person that I probably know at his age, man. And um, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about him and just get everyone familiar with him. People were asking me about you, believe it or not. A lot of people asked me about you. So he's finally here. Uh, but before we get into that, I wanted um, to talk about the previous episodes. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Um, we talked about, actually, Levi was just talking about the last episode with Kelly about the whole three accounts and her uh, financial advice. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. This episode, we're going to be talking about Levi. And one thing that people ask me a lot, and they probably asked you, Levi, and I, I answered it for him, but I thought it'd be perfect for Levi to answer it, was why is Levi, where does Levi come from as far as James? They saw you, they're like, wait, his name is James Knox? Well, who's Levi? Da, 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 da. So he explained it to me, but I'll let him answer it now. So who's James and where's Levi come from? So I was actually named after my father, James. The reason I like to go by Levi is just... <clears throat> Growing up, I feel like my dad, just his name and everything, had a lot of expectations. Whether I, I didn't know whether I would be able to live up to it or if I even wanted to live up to his expectations. <laughs> so to be honest, I felt the first uh, path, of like first way to start my own path was to go by my own name. So I decided to go start going by my first name or my middle name, Levi. And I know that's something I put a lot of thought into it, but I was like, I don't know, five when I started going by Levi. So. Looking back, I'm glad I made that decision. But so at five years old, you you came up with this idea, or yeah. someone else, or did like your mom or some? It was your idea. You said I want to go by Levi. I like to say it's my idea, but it was probably my sister. Someone just started oh, calling okay, me Levi okay. and stuck. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people asked me, and I was like, I'm like, you know what? It sounds a lot better. And actually, with you, the way you explain it right there sounds a whole lot better than I would have explained it for sure. Um, so one thing, there's a lot of things about Levi that really stick out to me. Uh, as far as like the way you carry yourself, how respected you are, like like your mannerism. And um, but one thing that to me was very shocking when I found out, not shocking. There you go. Not shocking. It was very. Um, uh, what's the word I need? What I'm looking for? It was very interesting because uh, the way he he this guy accomplished so much and he knows so much, but he acts like. He doesn't know nothing. He acts like just a regular human being. Where I've had I've had people that come from other gyms or from or that I just met that I've done so much in life and they you can you can tell just simply by talking to them because of their how they talk. They seem very confident or cocky. And my man Levi here is not not like that at all. Where did that come from to you? Like how how did that uh is it the way you were raised or what what is it that you're very just chill mode. So I'll talk a lot about my older sister, but she did a great job of humbling me. I guess <laughs> I say that is that she was always the first one to smack me upside the head, quite literally smack me upside the head if I was ever getting too big for myself, I guess. Mm. So um, she was a big role in teaching me humility. And just as I got older and the more uh, confident I felt in myself, the less I felt I needed to talk or like 
kind of raise myself up. I felt like my action was kind of do that for me. Exactly. So I didn't see a reason to say like, hey, I'm all this, I'm the shit. Hey, look at me do this. It's just you would notice it just by knowing me. Yep. Hey, I like that. So uh, when he came in, he already had boxing experience, but we all thought he just boxed like occasionally, like as a hobby. But this guy actually already competed, and and when I saw him spar the first time, the f- first time he sparred. I'm assuming it was his first time sparring. So I'm over here putting him in the ring with people that are first time boxing, like first time sparring, just light stuff. And then Levi's over here kicking their ass. I'm like, wait, what the hell? Where'd this guy come from? And then he's like, man, I got, like, he's, I've been in the, like, I actually competed before, but he never acted that way. So that's where that came from. And the other one is that you, um, the other thing that is very, you don't show it off. And when people to bring it up, they make sure they highlight it. Is the fact that you went to um, the academy, Air Force Academy? Mm-hmm. What, what, talk about the school. What school is it, and what what the school is like? Because I'm not going to be able to explain it the way you can. So the Air Force Academy is just a school for anyone who wants to go into the Air Force and become an officer. Pretty much what it is is it's four years of free college. The whole time you're there, you're getting a bachelor degree in science, and you're also learning what it's like to be a leader and officer in the uh, in the Air Force. So it's a very uh, competitive school. I believe 4,000 people at, uh, attend there around one time. 1,000 each year get in. Um, Super competitive get in. Yes, sir. So um, the reason I chose that, the school is, I'll be honest, when I was younger, I said I was never going to join the military. It was the last thing I saw my mom, my sister, my dad do it. I hated the idea of the military. But um, I knew I wanted to travel, see the world, and now – the academy gave me a chance to get a free education, have a full-time job afterwards, and they were going to pay me to go, to go travel the world that one thing I wanted to do. So it just seemed like a great option for me personally. Mm. Interesting. And how did the academy come about, like that specific school? Like why that? Why didn't you join like anything else? Why didn't you do Army, Marines, or why didn't you do another school? Why that one? So like I said, I'm going to talk about my sister a lot. I have truly followed followed my sister just everywhere in life. Um, When I was uh, my senior year in high school, I didn't know what I was going to do after I graduated. No idea. My sister comes back from college. She went to the academy as well. And she said, hey, Levi, stop being a dumbass. You're going to go here. (laughs) Didn't question like, yes, ma'am, sister, cool. Um, And I applied. uh, And um, usually if you just apply, you you don't get in. I made it in. I'm like, oh, snap, I guess I got to go. So, uh. I attended, but that was all because I was once again I was just following my sister. She's been a great role model for me. Uh, I figured What's she, sister's name? I think they they need to know sister's name, right, so you don't have yeah. to say sister all the time. <laughs> uh, my sister Imana. Yeah. Imana. So Imana put you. So a lot of this has to do with her. She was very a big influence in you. She was. So my uh, mom and my dad they were always out late for work and stuff because um they came from humble beginnings and they wanted to make sure we never went there. So they were always out working, grinding, making sure that we would have a life that they wish they could have had when they were younger. So a lot of time when they were out working, it was my sister who had to stay home and watch me. And sometimes she, she let the power go to her head, but for the most time she would be, she would take care of me, make sure I had everything I needed. So growing up, I kind of, I've always looked up to my sister. What's the age difference between you two? Uh, four years. She's four years older four than years. me. Four years. sir. Cool. Um, man, that's tight, man. I, I I remember you talking to me about it, uh, but I didn't know she was the reason that you went to that school. So mm-hmm. I learned something new right there. Um, where were you born? Talk about your history. Like, man, tell us about Levi Knox. Tell me who you are, how old you are, where were you born? Give me a little quick little summary. It doesn't even have to be quick. Go into detail. Tell me who you are. Where were you born? 
talk to but talk to talk to us about Levi. So I was actually born in Panama. So my uh, like I said, both my family was in the military. So while we were um, overseas in Panama, of course, uh, they had me. But the hospital on base got shut down. So we actually had to go drive all the way to Panama City in this rundown, nasty little hospital. And that's where I got born. So I hey, crazy first. how he remembers exactly what they had to do on his birth. Yep. <laughs> so it's like I was there. But no. Yeah. Uh, so for my first two years, I lived in Panama. And actually, that's one of my dreams. I, I, I want to go back to where I was born. I wa- I want The hospital's still there and everything. So I do want to see Panama one time. Well, I still got the chance. Before we change the subject, hold the next thought. I told you you should watch a movie. Have you watched it? Hands of Stone. Have you watched it? I haven't, no. Shit. Mm-hmm. All right. The reason why is in Panama. And I keep telling them you need to watch it. Plus, it's a great movie. All right. Keep going, Levi. So what's the next part? Two years there in Panama and then what? Um, But then uh, for most of my childhood, I've been, I moved around a lot. So I never stayed in the same place for more than like three years. So... Since I never really got to go outside or like spend as much time uh, with the community and stuff, family became like my my biggest thing. So it was always just me, my mom, my dad, and my sister, and that was always it. Um, extended family that uh, didn't reach out to me as much as I got older. So it was always just those four. four. That we were, that was the core of just like everything I was. So that's why I went on, and my my parents were huge on discipline. That's why as I grow up, even now I'm 23, and I still say things like yes sir, no sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's just those morals and stuff, values they uh they instilled in you when I was younger. Yep. So everything I do now is just always very family related. Mm-hmm. And you have a beautiful family. I had a chance. I met Mama Knox a few times, but I I got to meet uh, Dad and Sister when we were in Louisiana, and we had a nice little dinner together. And I totally see why. I told him that day too. I'm like, dude, I know why you're the way you are. They they're very well care, uh, carried, also very well edged. There's just their mannerism, everything about them. There, you are exactly, exactly a product of your beautiful family, man. And I think that's probably a big reason why you are a beautiful person, man. Good stuff, Levi. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next thing, Levi. So, f- just to give get a little something about Levi. Levi is very, as you see, he's very humble and he he likes to lay low and just do his thing. So knowing that we have to talk about him for for this podcast, he's kind of like, uh, why am I the center of attention? Because he hates being the center of attention. <laughs> and uh, so he's actually coming out completely out of his shell for doing this. How did you feel when I asked you? And you can be completely honest, Levi. You don't have to tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what you want to say. When I told you I wanted you to be on the podcast, what was your what was your thought? I was the first thing I did was start thinking of excuses of why I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, I can't do that day. I got uh, I to gotta go to the dentist. Or I can't do that day. I'll be out of town. And he did. He really did do that shit, yep, too. But, but you kept moving the date, and then uh, eventually you, you just caught me. I'm like, all right, shit. He's, <laughs> he's coach. The gym's done a lot for me. I think the least I can do is talk to myself for however long. <laughs> so, um, But, no, I hated the thought of it. And then I realized, like, this is – as since that's one of my challenges, just – is getting opening up and talking. I'm like, all right, well, here's a good here's a good chance for me to get over that. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I I did not want to do this. I, I hated every thought of it. <laughs> like uh, yesterday night, I I called my girlfriend uh, Elena, and I was just like, just flipping out over like I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. All right, that's my job. I'll figure it out. An- another thing that he did that got out of out of 
I got him out of his shell a little bit, I believe. He actually teaches the Saturday morning classes. Another thing that he hated and didn't want to do, but it felt bad about doing. So now that you've been doing it, what, a few months? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's your experience with teaching for those few months? I love teaching boxing. I think um, one thing that really helped me grow into that and why it's so much better than just sitting here talking about myself is when I talk about boxing or something I'm really passionate about, it's, that's, that becomes easy. It's like, here, try this. It's I take my, I'm able to take my own experience, this thing I love, and just pass it on to someone else. And that's just, that's as easy as it gets. That's not even a job or working or anything. That's just me enjoying my Saturday morning, yeah. taking the sport I love and just sharing it with someone else. And it shows. When you when you love it, it, it shows versus when you're doing it because you're being paid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so when when I offered it to you about you doing it, I know you were hesitant about it. Did you see yourself enjoying it this much at that time than now? Or what did you think? What was the fear in your head when I offered it to you? What was it that you were like, oh, no, I don't know. If I'm... What was it? So my biggest thing, for everyone who knows Coach Jose, he's a very loud, outgoing, energetic person. I was afraid that I was never going to live up to him. If I was going to teach a class, they'd be expecting Coach Jose vibes. And, and Levi couldn't, couldn't give those same vibes, couldn't offer the same thing. So that was my biggest fear. But – um. The more I started teaching, the more I got comfortable with it, the more it became I got to introduce my own style. Mm-hmm. And I and the more people that started coming to my class, I realized, well, they were coming for Coach Levi at this point now. Like they yeah. saw what I had to offer. Exactly. And that showed it to me that I did have something to offer. So that just became more comfortable. I think that's why I just really grew to love it. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Man, look at Mr. Levi said, I don't know what I'm gonna say, but you're bringing up all these hot topics right here. <laughs> like that. I, that was a that's that right there is a nugget right there, man. The way you said it, um, I I try to explain that to people sometimes. Where I use my me as an example because I'm the one that's like doing it, so I'm teaching you what I do, what I do. But the fact that you being yourself is what makes people love you, and that's why they're going to your classes. And instead of because some people don't like loud people, like I'm dead serious. Just be like, damn Jose, you're too damn loud. So they'll go do some other class, like David. David's a lot quieter. So I'm, I'm glad that you saw that, you realized it, and you uh, soaked it in, and you and now you're enjoying it. Thank you for doing that, by the way, to of Levi. Yeah. I know Levi, he's doing a whole lot of things for me that he does not want to do, and I keep making him do it. <laughs> um, another thing I really wanted to talk about, I wanted to, and, and this is great, because I was gone from my wife for 12 days, when I went to Louisiana, which is the longest I've ever been gone from them. You are never with your family, with your mom, with your dad, with your sister, with your girlfriend. How the hell do you do it, Levi? How do you do it? First, let's talk about E, because uh, E, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, long. you know what? I'm going to let you talk about her. Talk, talk about where she is, who she is, what you mean. Give us a little lowdown about, about her. So Elena, my girlfriend, about two and a half years now, we actually met while we were at the academy. When um, we first met, she absolutely hated me. I was, um, <laughs> I was the uh, person who was in charge of telling her when to do her push-ups. So every time she saw me, she knew she had to work out, and she, she could not stand me. A few years later, um, we're out. She's wearing something nice. I think she looks cute. I invite her out to the movies. One thing leads to another. We start dating. So we had about a year together. Oh, no, no, you got to tell us the story you told us at the cabin. You did, He's giving us a PG version. Okay. He's giving us a PG version. What did you say, Levi, at the cabin? You said you were attracted to her. 
So, <laughs> I'm very much tried to. Work. I'm bringing Levi out of this show right now. He's like, Coach, why are you making me say this right now? So um, what was happening at the time is I was getting out there um, talking to different people. And at the moment, um, I was laying in bed with her roommate. Her roommate opened or she opened her door, sees me the roommate. I'm like, I was I was drawing like, oh, snap. All right. So I get out of bed with a roommate. and I start talking to her, start flirting, literally falling over her. And um, yeah. Long story short, <laughs> she forgave me for uh, being in bed with her roommate, and now here we are. Yep. And in bed, he was just laying in bed. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing yeah, like yeah. That. Just, just to clear it out, so people weren't like, "Whoa, he was in bed." No, he, he was just laying there. He was not getting doing the nasty. <laughs> so, um, two, you start dating, and she's still in Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. She's about to graduate, so she'll be in. Where's she moving to? She's moving to Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, she's moving to Wisconsin here in a bit. Oh shit. Yeah. Close. And um, so how do you do it? Give us a give us a lowdown of how you maintain this healthy long distance relationship. You and a you and uh Kelly. I don't know how y'all did it. It was it. it was so, definitely a challenge at first. One of the biggest things um that we realized was a challenge is whenever you don't have time to make it up in the like. If you get in a fight or there's a misunderstanding, you have to settle it right then and there. You can't wait because now I'm going to bed, Matt. You're going to bed, Matt. We don't get to talk to each other again until we're back on the same. Uh, until we're about, uh, we both have free time, which is just weird because we both have our own schedules. So it, it uh, one of the only ways it really made that work is just having the open communication. It it took us. It's honestly took us a solid year to figure out how to just be open with each other and talk, but it, it's definitely been rough. But I think what's really saved us is um, her biggest thing was she loves having date nights. I hate date nights, but she loves having date nights. So one thing we just started doing is once every few weeks, I'll dress up from uh, the top up, wear like a suit jacket, <laughs> sweatpants because I'm, I'm not doing all of it. But from the top up, we'll cook dinner, we'll sit down, and we'll have a uh, Skype date night. Then we'll go see a movie together. Really simple stuff like that, but just um, really just find a different ways to make each other happy. So why why do you hate the day nights? Like, what about them? To you, do you? What is it that you hate? The whole dressing up part, or what? I, I feel silly, silly looking at a, a at a phone, <laughs> just wearing a suit and tie, and then sweatpants underneath. It just it, it feels silly to me, and also it's just um between. Waking up, going to work, going to the gym, and getting home. The last thing I want to do is dress up, but at for home. her in, at my in my own uh, apartment and be like, "All right, cool, let's do this." But uh, for Elena, she sees it more as a she had to go to work, go to school, work out, and now here's a chance for me to talk to that person I really want to. And I'm going to dress up and look nice for him. Well, if that's mm -hmm. her mindset, then I feel okay. The least I can do is match that as well. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. That uh, that you're. You are willing to do something like that, and I and if it makes you feel better, I'm pretty sure it takes her longer to get ready. It takes you her a lot. Yep. She, she 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 probably gets makeup and everything. Yeah, she gets all the way dressed up. I'm just top up. Oh, see, you know, no room to complain. Yep. Nah, she. <laughs> I have it easy in comparison. So, how do you do it with the family? Well, how do you keep up and have a ma and maintain a strong uh, relationship with like mom, sister, dad while you're a distance? So the family was a bit tougher uh, for me just because uh, my sister just had a nephew. Or, uh, uh, yeah, I just had a baby. So I haven't been able to see my nephew as much as I would have liked to. But uh, as far as everything else goes, um, I call my family 
mom almost every other day and my uh, dad every day on the weekend and then my sister every every other day or so just because like I said growing up we already built those uh, bonds as a family mm-hmm. so no matter the distance as long as I have, I have a phone on me or some way to communicate with you you know I will at some point yeah and um I I need to share the the concussion story real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to share this story. So, and the, this is a while ago. Levi ended up getting a concussion during during um, boxing training, which he kept a secret from coach, from everyone. The way I found out, uh, I got a missed call from Mama Knox, and she called me a few times, and she just sounded very worried that Levi was in the hospital and all this, and and now I'm worried. Cause I, I I'm thinking the worst on the way he's in the hospital. We're like, what happened to this guy? Uh, so Mama Knox wanted me to go check on his apartment. I'm on my way to his apartment, and, and I'm, I'm blowing Levi by, uh, up. By the way, I called this guy. I don't know how many times he doesn't answer. So I'm on the way to his apartment because I guess we already checked the hospital. He wasn't there. So I'm driving over there. As I'm driving over there, this freaking guy calls me, and he was like, "I'm sleeping. I was sleeping." I was like, "Man, your mom, you giving your mom a heart attack? She's across the country." And you can't even check in with moms. And uh, I guess you told your sister, right? Yep. And then sister told mom. And then mom, being a mom, was like, yo, where's my where's my baby at? What's going on? Uh, his mom, by the way, is the sweetest, sweetest. Just she, her smile, the way she's always happy. <laughs> she's uh, Levi's like, she's not always happy. <laughs> <laughs> she's always happy with us, for sure. Uh, when she came in so now on to the next subject so we talked about your long distance we talked about um your uh, air force academy we talked about your family we talked about humble levi where does boxing come in in the story well how did you get involved with boxing so i started boxing Uh, when i went to the academy my my whole goal was to play soccer in college i tried out for the team and i didn't make it so for my first year as a freshman, I just didn't know who I was because I was. Hold on, you you didn't make something? I didn't make the soccer team. Oh my goodness, yep. that's the first thing Levi did. Failed at something. No. All right, so you tried out, didn't make the soccer, and mm-hmm. then what happened? So my whole family, one of our things was just we're the athletic family. But one of us always a sport. My sister did track, basketball, rugby. Everyone was always proud of her because you know she was the one doing basketball. I was a weird kid doing soccer, but we always had a sport. That was our thing. So without soccer, I didn't really know who I was, what I was doing, or anything. So my whole freshman year, I just felt like I had lost my purpose. I I didn't know. So I uh, I was feeling lost, and um, so I was in my room moping to myself one day, and my two friends uh they just said, hey, we're about to go get a uh, go see a movie. You want to come? Like sure, why not? Turned out the movie we went to go see was Creed. I know Coach hates that movie. Yeah, I do. But hate for it. me, I thought that was <laughs> I I never watched the boxing movie. I thought that was the coolest movie. It looked awesome. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I got nothing else to do. I'm going to go try out for the boxing team. I got my ass beat the first day and the second. For a week straight, I just got my ass beat every day of tryout. But the coach let me join the team. like, you know what? I have never seen someone get their ass beat that much and come <laughs> back the next day. So why don't you just come here and train with us? I'm like, awesome. That was the worst three months of my life, just the initial training. It was horrible. But um, my biggest thing now is I felt like if I walked away – that was now two things I had failed at, soccer and now boxing. So just my competitive, my stubbornness, I kept going until I felt like I had something to offer that team. Mm. And and how long did you do it for? 
Tell um, us about the Air Force. Like, how long were you boxing at the Air Force? So, I, um, I boxed for three years at the at the Air Force Academy. Um, sophomore year, I had my first fight. Oh, my bad. No, my junior. So, after my first year, um, I didn't get any fights because I wasn't good. But uh, my junior year, he started uh, take my coach, coach started taking me to fights. Um, and that's actually where I went to my first national tournament and ended up winning as well. So that, that was just a huge thing for me because I felt like I had come back from this feeling so low. I, I don't think I explained this well enough, but when I didn't make the soccer team, I really did feel like I just failed everyone. Soccer was that thing I was known for in my hometown is what I, uh, my family knew me for, my friends. I was the kid who played soccer. Everyone thought, like, hey, he's, going, he's so good, he's going to play soccer in college. That was everyone's expectations for me. Oh, so you, I didn't know that either. So yeah. soccer was your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone, you were known for soccer. So when I was told everyone I was going to tryouts, they were always saying, like, oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to come see your first game. Everyone, they, everyone expected me to have made the team. Oh. And, I was, and at the time, I was talking, like, I was going to, well, well, of course I was going to make the team. I'm Levi. I play soccer. That's my thing. And I didn't, so I just had let not just not myself down, but everyone who had believed in me up to that point. So, in a way, boxing was my was my redemption. I have found something that I, not only did I love, something I could work out, but something that after enough training, I actually was talented at. This was going to be how I now prove people, hey, I didn't just give up after I failed that one time. This is my comeback right here. Mm. And that's one hell of a comeback because you. Uh, did a sport you didn't know, and then you become a national champion in a sport you didn't know. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that? That national tournament like? Talk about it. Um. So the way it was broken down is first we uh, had to go to a regional tournament, win that. That was three fights. Um. So for the regional tournament, I won the first two, and lost the final fight. Um. And I was the only one on my team to lose that final fight. So I was the only one on my team without uh, leaving without a regional title. Once again, I felt with a failure. The reason I got into nationals, though, is they let the top three people in each weight from each region go anyway. So even though I lost regionals, I could still have a chance to compete in nationals. In my mind, if I couldn't even win regionals, there was no way I was going to win nationals. But um, I went anyways. I still trained my team because at that time I felt like, you know what? I had already put the work in. I'm not going to cheat myself, my coach, and my teammates by just giving up before I even uh, actually competed. So then uh, I went to nationals, and once again, we had to win four times this time. So I competed four times, won all four fights. and um, my what, what were they like? Easy? Hard? No. So the first two fights, uh, because I didn't win regionals, I was actually in the last bracket. So I had to compete against the uh, top two brackets for my first round fights. I, I beat them both. I scaled my teeth in uh, split decisions. But after, those, after being those two, it in my own mind, I'm like, I just beat the number two people projected to win this tournament. I can go all the way. So after that, I don't know if it was a mentality thing, a skill thing, but I, I just made up in my mind right there, I wasn't going to lose. I had everything it took take to win, and I was going to leave with that. And I was going to go home with that belt. Mm, and you got it. I did. And then the next year, you continue boxing? I did. And what happened? Talk about it the following year. So that's the one that hurt. This was junior year or sophomore year? So now? the one I just won was junior year. This so senior. was my senior year. Okay, senior year. So senior year, um, I had become, uh, after winning nationals, coach had made me team captain. We had a news crew come out here to do an article on me. Um, the dean of our school had invited me over to his house to talk about my accomplishments. At that point, um, people had now knew that, hey, this random kid, this random skinny little kid 
just won nationals, he could be someone. So everyone was treating me as such. What that did, that, that, was, that was horrible for me. Not because it made me cock or anything, but because of the amount of pressure I let myself feel from that. Um, so when we started training for nationals this next year, I won all the fights I needed to. Uh, I went undefeated that season. I made my way uh, to qualifying for uh, nationals again. But this time, my mindset was completely different. Last time in nationals, I, when I said I wanted to win, I wanted to win because I wanted to win a national title. That's, that's what I wanted. This time going in, it was I need to win because everyone expects it from me again. Um, I'm supposed to be leading a team, my coach, my teammates, my school. I'm representing so much, I can't afford to lose. So for about the next two months leading up to that, I didn't sleep. I was waking up at uh, 3 a.m. to go to the gym. I would go from the gym to school, leave from school, then to go to practice, um, and then – I didn't eat because I was cutting weight. I was doing everything in my mind to make sure I was completely prepared to win. But uh, the truth is I just burned myself out and ended up losing in the first round of the, that national tournament. So in your first fight, you lost right away? Yep. Split decision, lost. Uh, lost. <clears throat> and why did you say this hurt so much? You, you said right before you mentioned this story, this one, why, why did this one hurt so much? Because all the people you felt you let down or, or why? I felt like, this is going to sound wrong, but when I said I felt like I deserved it, I didn't expect anyone to give me the towel. But it's just with all the work I had put in, with all the people that supported me, I thought I had did everything right to win that. Because, you know, in the movies, in the stories, you hear, well, you see people training, eating right. You put in the work, you're going to win. That's just what you're told. Hard work triumphs, conquers all. Well, in my mind, I had put in the hard work. So the fact that I left without that belt may think, well, if it wasn't the amount of work, then maybe I just wasn't good enough. Maybe I just didn't deserve that. Mm. I, wasn't, I wasn't worthy of the uh, amount of praise I was getting, the amount of faith people had had in me. I clearly didn't deserve that, or else I would have walked away with that, uh, with that tournament. Wow. That's, that's, that's deep, man. Mm. Shit. Woo. Levi about to make me get teary-eyed over here. Nah. So you did a third national tournament. We'll talk about that later on. Mm -hmm. So this is his first two. Um, from there, boxing, uh, you stopped boxing because at the Air Force because you, you got what, – what happened? So, so right after that – That last tournament, in my mind, that last tournament was my last chance to box. I never thought I was going to box again, which was another reason it hurt me so much because I feel like I was walking away on a losing note. But after that, uh, I graduated um, – I went to Thailand, the Philippines, and then uh, I moved back to the States, and the first place they had me go was California. He makes it sound like he just went around the corner. I went to Thailand and the Philippines. What was that like? What was Thailand and the Philippines like? So after we graduate, they give us 60 days to um, get, our, to get our lives together. Like, all right, you're an adult. Get out of here. Go figure out how to be an adult. Me and my friends, uh, we used that chance to um, go travel the world. It's, it's why I joined the military. I wanted to go see the world. But more importantly, I needed to get away. Um, like I said, losing nationals had really messed with me mentally. Um, I was back at that same mindset I was when I had failed to make the soccer team the first time. I was like, how could I have let these people down? Um, once again, that one thing I had was now taken away from me. I just needed to get away. So um, we decided, fuck it, we didn't need to be in the States right now. Let's just let's go, let's go travel. So um, 
we bought some plane tickets, booked some hotels, and we just got on a flight. And we for the next month, month or so, we just did not want to be back in the States. We didn't want to be bothered with anyone. We turned our phones off, and we just chilled. What? It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds dope. So for a month, no no electronics, no nothing. It was just enjoying the world. It was. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, as Coach said, my mom's craziest. So every every time, I say about maybe once a week, I turn my phone on. You just check in. Yep, let them know. And during this time, you were still in a relationship then. Uh, ooh, yeah, that was, a, that was a rough time. Um, That's back when I was more new to a, being in a serious relationship. No relationship I had been in prior to that had ever lasted more than three months. So... It was a rough sketch, rocky time, it rocky was, season. It was, because I'll be honest, I, I was taking that time to be selfish. I felt like I needed that time for me. I don't regret taking that time, but... um, but it, You probably made the relationship a lot stronger after all that. We did, afterwards. After, not during, obviously. No, but during was horrible, but uh, afterwards, okay. we, we definitely came a lot stronger. After that, uh, I'm about to go on deployment soon. Like We're not worried about in, any amount of distance or anything, because we realize if we could survive that... You could survive. do anything. Exactly. Yep. So you get back in the States, you're in California, and then what happened? Um, so my mom flies out here to help me uh, move into my new apartment. And while we're at uh, this Thai restaurant, I noticed that some random guy is shadow boxing in the corner. Speaking of, we'll tell you who this random guy is. We finally figured it out. But yeah. keep going. It's he, interesting. Like, I'm not talking like just like little thumb, but like he's like straight up shadow boxing waiting for his food. And uh, I point my mom like, hey, that guy's shadow boxing. And she's like, well, why don't you go talk to him? Well, me being shy Levi, I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't know this man. So my mom <laughs> stands up, walks over and says, hey, excuse me. My son wants to talk to you about boxing. <laughs> I didn't. Um, so, he, so we get in a conversation. He starts telling me about this amazing gym he just loves so much called Jose Morales. He's like, it's right down the street, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool, we'll go there, uh, we'll, we'll check it out someday. Like, no, my mom said, no, we're going now. Because she knew how much I missed boxing and how it hurt me. When I was like, no, you're going now. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we drive in, we could drive to this random gym. And um, the first thing that happens is we see um, Amy, our new national champ, doing miss with Coach Jose in the ring while Coach David was on the bag. Um, we walk in, we introduce ourselves, and the first thing they do, they all stop. Coach uh, Jose and Amy Gale, the ring, introduced themselves. You just, from the very first step, they just had a very welcoming, nice, open vibe. And um, actually, one of the things that makes my mom laugh every time is while she's talking, the first thing she says is like, this is my son Levi. He's a national champ. I don't know if Coach uh, Jose remembers that. but he actually, I do remember. He rolled his eyes and said, oh, okay, that's cool. And he just <laughs> completely ignored, did not mention it once, pretty much saying, like, I don't care. That means nothing to me. And he just shot that down real fast. And my mom still brings that up to that day. But she no. does? Yep. What did you say? She's like, yeah, they did not care about you at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is why I don't brag. People don't care. Um, all right. Let, yeah. let me, for the record, let me tell you why I do that. Because I do do that often. Uh, people come in and they mention I trained with so-and-so or I'm this, I'm that. And they tell me all these great things about themselves. But then their actions and what they do does not match with them training with Delaware or them training at the Mayweather gym for a month or whatever it is that they said about themselves. So when people typically say something about themselves or I just don't care, I block it off and I judge you off the way you act, the way you carry, the way you train, the way how coachable you are, which you did exactly that. I mean, and maybe I should have paid attention to that because uh, I actually do remember your mom saying that. <laughs> I, I do. I do remember. 
But I totally, I blocked it off and I forgot about it. I didn't even, and I assumed you just didn't have no fights. <laughs> wow. Now that I think about it, I should have paid attention to that a little bit more. So, um, and then what? So we talk and you loved it and you started coming, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I uh, ended up starting to do the classes and, um, Funny enough, I actually only did Coach David classes. I didn't sign up for Coach Nacho or uh, Coach Jose because they talked to me too much. And I, I really didn't like that. I, I wanted to come in, do my 45-minute class, and sneak out before anyone noticed I was there. And Coach David just let me do that. He would come here. He would make me do my exercises. I'd put my stuff on. I would say bye to everyone. And I would just I would leave. Exactly what I was talking about earlier. So <laughs> some people don't like loud people. This is one of the guys that didn't like my classes because I talked to him so, uh, so much. So what about me talking to you? Or Nacho talking about you, did you dislike, or what What was it? You made you uncomfortable. It's not that I disliked, it's just, um. You it, wanted to come work out and leave, or? Yeah, it or, takes me time, it takes me time to open up to people. Um, I was in a new place by myself. This is my first time ever living on my own. When I was at the academy for four years, I had a roommate. Before that, of course, I'd lay with my parents. So, I was moving into my own place for the first time. And I was just trying to figure myself out. I didn't. I wasn't ready for for new people yet. Mm-hmm. So to come into this gym, I did enjoy the just how kind and nice everyone was, but it was just a bit too much for me to handle at the yeah. time. So I just wanted to get out and get or get in, get out. Okay. And how long were you in that with uh, David? What made you get out of that shell? How did that break? Because obviously you don't just do that no more. Um. I was I was there for about three months. Um, coach told me to use to move up. It was time for me to move up in the Warrior program, the Blood Axe. I tested for that, passed it, and then um, he said, "All right, Levi, you've been here for about three months. Oh, no, I think it was six. My bad. It's about six months because he yelled at me for taking so long. You're uh, you're a part of the Warrior program now. What you got to start doing is you need to start talking to people. Like when you get in, say hi. When you leave, say bye. Like these people are really friendly. Just uh, open up. I'm sure they'll have a conversation. Hold on, hold on." You have to share the David fight story. I don't. All right. You have to share the story. I mean, uh, he shared it. You guys were here when we were celebrating them from nationals. But you look at his face. He's like, do you really? You really going to make me share this story? Yes, Levi, you have to share this story. It's a great story. So before this is before the whole warrior, before mm-hmm. all that, David was going to have a fight. We invite everyone in the gym. Levi goes, well, he thinks he goes, <laughs> go ahead, Levi, share the story. So <laughs> this is about me being here for three months. They invite me to, I haven't done anything social. I literally go home, watch Netflix, pass out. That's my daily routine. Um, so like, hey, um, this weekend we're having, uh, Coach Davis having a fight. We'd love to see you there. I'm like, this is my chance to be social. I get excited. I'm like, awesome. I give them my $60. They gave me a ticket. <laughs> If someone says something's going to be on the weekend, I just assumed it was going to be on Saturday. So Saturday comes. I get all dressed up. I got a button-up shirt, some nice khakis on. I put cologne on it even because I'm like, I don't know what was going to happen. I thought I was going to walk away from that place with friends or whatever. I don't know. Um, I get to the hotel, and it is completely empty. So I'm like, all right, clearly in the wrong place. So I walk around the hotel for about 20 minutes looking for some sign that there's a fight going to be there. I talk to the people. He's like, oh, no, there's no fight. I look at the ticket. The fight was Friday night, not Saturday. I was embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. So it, I think it was like around 9 o'clock. I just went home and went straight to bed. Didn't shower, didn't watch it, didn't eat, didn't do anything. I just went straight to bed. Uh, the next day on Monday, I was too embarrassed to tell everyone, anyone. 
So I just sat in the back and listened to see kind of like how the fight went. And I saw, I heard someone say like, oh yeah, coach David killed it. I'm like, awesome. I know what I need to know. Walk <laughs> up to coach D like, Hey coach D that fight you had was amazing. You killed it out there. He's like, Hey, thanks for coming out. I'm like, yep. I walked away. And until recently, no one had ever known I, I, I didn't show up to that fight. This whole time, Coach David thought I was at that fight. <laughs> and he did not go. Ah, uh, man, I was dying when I found that out. I did not know. That's, that shit still makes me laugh. You played it off very good. I did. He started looking out what you should say. Good job, man. You're an actor, too, huh? <laughs> so then you get into the Warrior Program. Before we ask you about, before you start that, what was that like when I told you you had a test for blood acts and you had to do all what was going through your mind? Did you think about it? What, what was, what was, tell me about that. Um, to be honest, at first I thought it was teased. Like really, I got, I got to work over the basics again. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to learn, I got to learn uh, these things. Like, I already know how to do a jab. I know a one-two combo, stuff like that. So I called my sister again because we were just talking. And while we were talking, uh, that came up actually. And like I said, my sister always there to humble me. Um, in the nicest sisterly way possible, she said, well, if you didn't need the basics, you would have won nationals. Like, all right, that was harsh, but she was right. <laughs> uh, she was completely right. And like, okay. So, um, I came back, changed my mentality and, um, I, uh, and I, uh, just changed how I looked at it. I'm like, all right, you're right. I'm going to take the basics seriously. So after I get that little reality check, um, I no longer had a problem with testing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to prove that, um, one, I deserve to be a boxer. I'm approved. I'm ready to level up. I'm going to improve. I'm ready for the next stage of competition. And that's, and I look at the warrior program as a way for me to test that and show that to people and to prove it to myself as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. No. Learned something new. Yeah. I'm learning a lot about Levi. <laughs> hey, and, and you're not the only one that feels that way. I mean, so many people feel that way where they're like, why do I have to do this? I've had people that I tell you the story when it first came up. Mm -mm. So when I first did this, this is 2019. This is not that old. This is two, uh, two years. And I already had people like Angel, Little Angel. I already had fights. Angel, I think, had five fights. And this came up, and Angel was like, so do I just get to go straight to Impaler? Like, or do I have to start from the bottom? I'm like, nope. You have to start from the bottom. Everyone is in a, I'm going to act like no one, everyone's brand new. And you should have seen Angel's face. Angel's face was like, what do you mean? He thought I was going to just give him a get-out-of-jail-free card. And the reason why I bring that up is I want you guys, if you can't do that one little step from the beginning and focus on the basics, then how seriously are you going to take me and how seriously are you going to take the program? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, that's exactly what I did. And the people that believe in it and believe in me will do it. And the ones that don't, won't. And it's good. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, you did it. So... Now you're at the impaler level, a couple of levels up. How were those levels to you? How was Attila? Attila, Attila took forever, too. I don't know why it took so long. I get road your ass about that, impaler. What were those two like, and what, what took you so long? And get talk to me about those two. Honestly, ever since I became an Attila and impaler, I really have a just grown to love the whole Warrior Pro because now when, when it first started, it felt like, I was individually trying to raise up my level, but recently we changed the way we were uh, training. You started the warrior training program where we all trained together. And that all started when I became an Attila and a Paler. So what I love for it now is it's like, it made it seem more team oriented. Like the warriors were a team. We represented Jose uh, Morales boxing and it just made it more fun than, or just 
yeah, it made it more enjoyable to train together than it's just, all right, I have to go home and study all this stuff and try to raise up by myself. Yeah, that makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. All right. And uh, now let's talk about your last national, mm-hmm. uh, which is your third one. So this is now you're going into, and this is your first one with, with us here in California, the first one without the military. Mm-hmm. What Were you nervous, the fact that you were doing a new one without your old coach, without the military? Did that make a difference or anything? How did you feel? This was the first one where I felt like I was by myself. And that doesn't mean anything against you were uh, Amy, but what I mean by that, when we uh, competed as a military, we compete as a team. So even if um, – I lost nationals. There was a way our team would win nationals because it was a point system based mm-hmm. on how many times each person won, they'd get so many points, So and they would total that. So we uh, would still end up winning as a team. Um, now, if, if I lost, I just lost. That was it. Um, there, there was – it was – for the first time, it was just me. Mm. And Did you like that or dislike that? I, I liked it. Um, mostly because one, I felt like I didn't have to hold the weight of like a team on my shoulders anymore, or just feel like if I lost, I would let anyone besides myself down. But it also just made me reflect because now it was something about having a whole team there with you. You know, there's 12 other guys going through the same thing you're going through mentally there to support you. And in a way, even though they're not actually in the ring with you, they're fighting there with you. And something about that mentality just kind of made it easier than going to my first ever elite level tournament. This is my first elite fight, and explain the difference. I don't think people are not going to know what it. So the previous two nationals, what were they like? What, what does elite mean to the people that don't know what elite means? So for my first two national uh, tournament, it was everyone there who was fighting was basically had my same story. They started boxing at the beginning of their college experience. So maybe at most they had four years of experience. That was it. And as many fights they didn't get in four years. In elite, at the elite level, you have no idea what that the other person, <laughs> what they know, how many fights. I remember talking to people just while I was there. I think the, um, the least amount of fights I heard someone have outside of myself and uh, Amy was 30 fights. Well, over three years or however many years of boxing, I only had at the time 13 fights total. These people who have been boxing for however many long already had 30 fights, and that was just a least amount. There were people there with 60 fights and, and so on. That yeah. idea was now just like it started creeping into my mind. Like, did that mess with you then? A lot. It really did. Um, one of my biggest thoughts were just, do I belong here? Um, so hearing all that probably started putting doubt in your head. It did. Because mm-hmm. it felt like everyone else who was there they had put in the time and the a life, work. A life, life. Yes. I felt like, in comparison, boxing seemed more like a side job, like a hobby, like for fun, just yeah. shits and giggles. And which is, to me, it's so much more than that. But just listening to these people is like, no, my their their lives were boxing. Boxing is something I get the opportunity is a is something I love and passionate about. But it's something I get the opportunity to do when I'm not either at work or at school. Yeah. And it was just a whole different level. And now it's just like, well, shit, do I have what it takes to be at this elite level? Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep going. So um, that, so that, so you, this is your first elite tournament now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what happened? Keep telling us about nationals. So 
we get into the first fight, and uh, you can ask Coach Jose, but apparently it's very clear on my face. I feel like I do. I feel like I don't belong here anymore. Mm. The more I see people warm up, the more um, I just see the type of competition going on. Note, I haven't seen their skills or anything. I just know, like, I'm I'm the least experienced person here, at least in my own mind. How am I ever going to compete with these people? So, um, I remember I remember this day very clearly. What did I tell you? When we were warming up, I knew I knew Levi Levi the very first fight. And if you those that followed uh, the Nationals, Levi's first fight was amazing. And 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 before he got into the ring, Levi's warm up was stiff, nervous, and 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 this was going this was exactly what was going through his head. What did I tell you? Do you remember what I told you? I don't. I don't. I don't remember most much uh, from that first night. <laughs> the very first one, I just remember. I looked at you. I said, "What's wrong, Levi?" All right. I said, "What?" what? And and I'm like, and then I started giving you a little pep talk about, man, you deserve to be here, and because I could tell that you were looking at everyone, because it's it's intimidating as fuck. I know it is. You're in a explain the room where you're at. Where we're warming up. Um, it's literally just basically a a basketball court uh, amount of space of just you and everyone else competing that night. So you see. You you can look across the room and see your own competition warming up. We're already in our uniform, so you know who's in the red and the blue corner. So you can see everyone else in the opposite uniform wearing, uh, warming up, and it's not hard to figure out who you're going to fight. <laughs> so for my first warm-up, which is honestly where I messed up, I spend more time I spend more time watching what the other guy was doing than actually making sure I was warm myself. Yeah. But no, um, just – and. I, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, these are all learning things. That's what I like. So then you have your first fight. Tell us about the first night. You did amazing. Talk um, about it. So my biggest thing was no matter how afraid I am going into the ring, something just flips when you hear that when you hear the bell go off for the first ring. Like, what, I think what it is is just at that point you're like, well, I'm here anyways. There's nothing else that can be done, so I might as well just go all out. And I don't know what it was, but. Just everything that I remember training for, all the people I sparred, getting ready for that point, the hours I spent in the gym, it just all hit me at once. The calm, I just got extremely calm. And everything else, it felt like I didn't have to think about. It just felt natural for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember the uh, the end of the third round going or ending and me thinking, I can't believe it was over already. I thought we were just uh, warming up. Like, I thought we were just getting ready to go. But, um, no, the first fight, by the time that bell rang, for those next uh, three rounds, everything was just felt like how it was supposed to. And victorious, you had, I think it was two standing eight counts you gave him in the first fight? Mm -hmm. Or three? Was it two? Three, it was two. Like, and uh, I had messages from people telling me, wow, Levi looked amazing. Had one guy from Colorado that's Daryl's friends from Colorado that was there. He mentioned you to Daryl without knowing Daryl knew you, mm -hmm. saying this is the first guy in the whole national so far because it was the first night of the first day of competition that I seen use a whole ring, move both directions and throwing punches. He looked amazing, talked you up like crazy, and then he found out, hey, I know that guy. He trains at my gym. Daryl said he felt amazing and very proud to say that he knew you. And that he knew you from the gym. Um, and just it's me. See, I, I already know what you could do. So I, I was not shocked that you did that. that. I mean, Levi fucking fucks people up all day in the gym. So then the next day, the next fight comes. We, um, 
we fight. Was it the very next day or the? It was about. It was two days. Yeah, it was two days later. Yeah, two days later he fights again. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that fight, that day, and everything. So that day I felt like. So as I won that first fight, I'm like, all right, I'm ready mentally. Like now, I now know, I uh, belong here. By the time that second day had come, for some reason, I forgot all about that already. I was back to being nervous. Do I belong here? That doubt had somehow already creeped back into my mind. It's like the longer I was there, the more I had to question, like, crap, well, was that first fight was just a fluke? Um, really, my biggest thing was the failure I felt after uh, that national tournament a few years ago was now the thing keeping me up and uh, putting down my mind now. Mm-hmm. Like, what will be happening? Like, because now it's not just if I lose, what does that say about our gym? What does that say about the work I put in? What about does it say about the people who helped me get here? Mm-hmm. So now I'm back to doubting myself. I can't afford to lose because if I do, I let them down as well as well as myself. And um, we get into the ring for that first fight. And the first thing this guy does, I'll never forget, he starts playing air guitar. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know, but if someone starts playing air guitar, in my mind, I'm like, they must know something I, kn- I don't. Because I'm, I'm never going to get into a ring and, like, I don't know, start, like, break dancing or whatever. It's just, fuck, he must know something. That, so that already caught me off guard. And that had just, that, that had been my mind for the rest of the fight. So the air guitar got you, huh? I just, I didn't know what to think of that. I've never been in a fight where someone just straight up does. I, I get that, like, the mental thing, and I, I'm embarrassed to admit it. It completely worked. Whatever his goal was, it completely worked. I feel like that threw me off for the rest of the fight. Yes, I agree. It, it did throw you off. Hey, but I told, I told Amy and I told you this uh, when we were, I don't remember if it was before the tournament or after the tournament, but sometime along in the Louisiana trip, I told you, no one, I mean, going to nationals at that level, at that, does is, is very rare for people to just win it on their first time. It's not something that just happened. Most of them go, go, go second, third, fourth, fifth time they finally win it. Or they, you know, it, because you learn from them. You learn from fucking air guitar shit going on. You learn from the warm-up, big, the nerves. Like, it's fucking nerve-wracking in the type of competition you're with. So, uh yeah man just like just take it in and learn it and just keep it going but i knew the air guitar fucked with you i think the other thing was um the other rev addressed him by his first name at one point he knew him already yeah i'm like i don't know it just once again something that shouldn't have messed with me but it did like well he's been here before he no wonder he's like so relaxed and confident i've never even fought at this level before and the first time I want do is going to be at this big national tournament. It was it was a lot that I let I let a lot get into my head that day. No, that's yep. He did. He definitely he did have a lot uh, cop, uh, experience. Uh, you know one thing that drives me nuts about it, and I blame myself for this. What did we do the night before you won and the night you lost? What was the difference in the two nights? The meditating. Yeah, and I kill myself for that. I, I, like I kill myself for it because the night before, the day he won, I do this meditation, this little, like, you start feeling. And, and it always helped me when I competed. Um, we And the when he won, we literally called everything step by step when we were doing the meditation. Like, we mm-hmm. literally exactly what it went down, exactly how he won, exactly what happened. The night he lost, 
the night before the one he fought when he lost, we didn't do that. And in my head, this is me. I'm like, fuck, I could have fixed all that confidence shit, that all that bullshit that was going through him. I could have fixed it. You know why, too? I remember watching the guy's fight, and I, he always he always played the air guitar. Motherfucker always played it. The night before when he won, he played it, too. So, I don't know. It's just in my head. I'm like, fuck, I could have fixed that. And that's just one of the things me as a coach, I fucked up on, and I want to take the blame for because I feel like I could have helped you with that. And I didn't catch it beforehand. And that's part of my process of me learning, too. So <clears throat> besides you learning on your own, you know, coaches right there learning with you. And um, so after that, now you, uh, you're you out. You're just sitting there. What was it like being there and not competing for four or five, six days more? <laughs> I'd be lying if I said it didn't hurt. Um, of course, Amy there is competing. So... I don't want to take any away from away from her. She did amazing. She um, <laughs> she went and she she deserved what she, she deserved that national title. She won uh, outstanding female boxer. Mm-hmm. She would. Amy competed in the way I wish I did, and as happy as I am for her to win uh, to win that, every day I was there stung because I'm like, why wasn't that me as well? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I didn't want to take her place. I wanted to be up there with her, with her. and competing with her. So yeah. um, it was. It hurt. That, that's honestly the only only way to explain. It. It's just every, I uh, every night I would uh, I would go to sleep thinking. I wish I wish I was up there with her. Mm-hmm. Man, I I I believe that you should be there and should have been there. Do you, after the tournament, did you look back and like, man, there's no way in hell I shouldn't have done that? So. Or do you still leave the tournament with the same doubt? Like, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, maybe you know what? I do suck. Why the fuck am I here? What was your mindset leaving? Like, did you leave knowing, you know what, I should have won this? Or, damn, I really do suck. Why did I come? What was your mindset leaving? My mindset. So everything changed. Um, Amy was nice enough to record the fight or have the fight that, um, I lost and I, I couldn't get, I couldn't force myself to watch it. It was just too soon. And I was like, I failed. I, I can't watch this. I don't want to see how bad I suck. And then one day Amy's like, you, you really need to watch this fight and look at myself, look at my skill versus his skill. Um, he wasn't a better boxer than me. The, um, people you had me spar leading up to just prepare for that outclassed uh, him in such a way and uh, coach David Jay Sean everyone the uh, people down the bay and just I feel like if I would have went in with the same mentality I went in that first fight that same confidence I had when I went in sparring it would have been a completely different tournament yep I agree 100% 100% agree um you should share the story about the Georgia kid. Georgia kid or Alabama? Uh, he was from uh, Georgia. Georgia, right? Yeah, man. This this is interesting story. And this has happened at Nationals. Go ahead. So uh, after I lost, um, this kid comes up to Coach Jose. And he said, hey, my coach isn't here. Could you wrap my hands for me? He's like, yeah. So Coach Jose, just being nice and friendly, just started uh, having conversation with the kid uh, before he got in the fight. Like, hey, are you nervous? And the kid's like, hell no. He's like, why not? Like, because I'm going to win. All right, confidence. <laughs> I wish I had that. Cool. He's like, where are you from? He's like, from Georgia. And I'm like, 
you have a lot of good competition. Like, oh, no, everyone from Georgia sucks, man. They, there's no good competition. Like, aren't you from Georgia? It's like, oh, yeah, but I'm good, though. <laughs> and it's just for 10 minutes. I don't know how old this kid was. He could have been like 15, 16. Yeah, 15, I think he said he was 16. Okay, but I got so mad, not because of how confident he was, but I got mad myself because I was honestly jealous of a 16-year-old kid at a boxing tournament because he had that confidence I wish I would have had coming into this tournament. I honestly didn't watch this fight. I don't know how good this kid was, but the way he carried himself was the way I felt like I should, I needed to have carried myself if I really wanted to walk away with that national t- uh, title. Yeah, that it made me so mad. Yeah, that kid was super confident. He's like, everyone in Georgia sex, except me, of course. So what's your goals now with boxing? Now that you experience all that, what's the future? Are you done with boxing? What's the future for the cupcake? My thing with boxing was always, so I remember, um, when I first got here, yes, my goal, I said I wanted to compete in a Golden Glove. I still want to do that. Even though I already competed in national, I still want to compete in a Golden Glove. That's always been my thing. But also, um, I don't know how long I can uh, continue to box. Just between my commitment to the military, I have to, I'm a, I have to serve at least eight years there. I don't know when I'm done with it, if I'll be able to still be able to box, what my body would be like. So right now, with the opportunity I have, just with the training here at this gym, the competition and everything, I want to get as much boxing as I can while I still can. Mm-hmm. I want to. I just want to throw myself into it wholeheartedly, because I know that I might not always have this later. Life will happen. A family, maybe one day will come. My career and everything. I want to make sure you leave here without a single regret. You, yep, I like that. You gave it all you had while you could. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> your next, your next uh, deployment is in England. Talk about your next deployment. You leaving soon? England, what, what's your plans when you're out there? Uh, so, yeah, I'll be heading out to um, England this June, uh, June 6th, actually, to uh, go on my very first deployment. And I'm excited. This is, like I said earlier, this is the reason um, I joined the military. Unfortunately, there's a whole work aspect I still got to do. <laughs> but um, besides this, this is really what it's been about for me. Um if I could, I would just sit back and enjoy England the whole time. Unfortunately, I can't. But I'm, I'm very excited because I knew I would never get the chance to just travel the world if I didn't at least do something like this. So yep. I'm, very, I'm very excited for it. All right. And um, you forgot to mention one thing. I was hoping you would mention this. I said, you go to England, you got to do one thing. Cupcake already forgot about it. I'm I got to go see a football I'm, game. I told him, you got to watch a soccer game. If you're in England, you got to watch a soccer game. Based off what he said, I doubt that's going to be on his do-do list, but I hope he goes to one soccer game. I'm going to live through you. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of living through you, uh, uh, I wanted to tell you, thank you, Levi, at least on here, not only for everything you do here, but for le- allowing me to live through nationals through you. Um, I told Amy this, and I'm going to tell you the same thing because you guys both did it. That's something I always wish I would I was able to do, and I didn't do it, and I came close to doing it with just being living it through you. So thank you for all your hard work and allowing me to live through you, for real. Sir. Thank you. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up to you, and I think we should share the story because everyone was like, why the fuck do you call this guy Cupcake? Who is Cupcake? Why do you call him Cupcake? Hold on. Does it bother you that I call you Cupcake? Not at all. No, everyone everyone here seems to make everyone smile. My my family laughs at it. Um, 
the other gyms seem to laugh at it too whenever <laughs> i'm sparring they just hear cupcake do this cupcake do that and my girlfriend loves it the most so yeah i guess we'll keep cupcake going <laughs> the way cupcake came you i, I want to leave out to share the story of cupcake Instead of me, Levi's like, "Why are you making me talk?" All right, Levi, tell us how Cupcake originally started. Because honestly, I was even I was inside when it happened, so I wasn't even outside when the whole car incident happened. That was Ricky. All right, so originally started with I never heard the term Cupcake, and but apparently it's just and here in in, in uh, Northern California. Yes, yeah, so you mean all lovey dovey with your girlfriend? Yep, lover dovey with your girlfriend. So I was done with my work. The original one was I was done with my workout. Uh, did some good training. And my girlfriend FaceTimed me while I was in the ring stretching. And um, so I was stretching, talking to my girlfriend. And someone heard me say, I love you too, under my breath. So they all started laughing at me. So I got my stuff out. I got myself real fast. And I went to my car this all, to keep my conversation with her going. Whenever I get in my car, it automatically goes over to Bluetooth. So now they can hear both sides of the story. And I, my windows were down. So I didn't realize they had followed me outside. So um, I'm having this deep, mushy conversation like, no, babe, I love you. I can't wait to see you again. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have such a good time. And I don't know. I just hear Ricky's annoying voice just start laughing <laughs> as hard as he could. I turn around like the whole crew of them, like five people are just looking at them, laughing, listening to me be like this. And this, once again, is before I start opening up more. So haven't said two words to any of them, but yet now they just hear me go off, on, uh, go on and on with my girlfriend. So I panic, I put my car in drive, and I just speed out of the parking lot super fast. I didn't handle it well. Ran over the curve getting out of there and everything. Just didn't want to be there. <laughs> and that's where the word, that's where Cupcake originated from. And then what made it even better is the fact that this guy is always sneaking out, grabbing a cupcake and eating cupcakes. <laughs> Every chance I get, this guy is hiding, eating cupcakes. So I'm like, you know what? Fucking Cupcake. It fits you perfect. Fuck. So that's where it came from. <laughs> Fucking cupcake. Um, this podcast will be out on, on, uh, on a Monday. This will be released on the 17th of May. Um, do you have any Monday ritual or anything you do on Mondays? Or how do you start your week? Or what, what can you recommend to people to get going on a Monday? So my biggest thing is I'm, very, I'm a very firm believer of uh, you speak things into existence. And it's all about mindset. So um, whenever, whenever I wake up on Monday, I like to start off with just uh, meditating, reflecting. Um, I'm religious, so I'll, I'll pray or just like pray for a good week or um, I'll pray for my family, all that. But um, what I really do is I just sit down before I get up, before I forget about work, school or anything, and I'll just like list all the positive things that happened to me last week and all the positive things I want to happen this week. Because I feel like it's very easy to get lost up in the negative stuff. My car broke down a little while ago. Um, I just uh, failed a test at school. Stuff like that is very easy. To, like That now just defined my week instead of the fact that um, I got to see my family. Uh, I had a great time at the gym. Everything at work is going well. So I try to – I make it a purpose uh, every Monday. I do this every morning, but it starts on Monday too. It's just I list out all the positive things that's happened to me so far. Man. I really, really, really like that because people do get stuck with the negative. And you know who you should share that with when next time you sit here, please? Yeah. Cookie Monster. Please share that exact thing you just talked about. Share it with her because I have this conversation with her a lot. Uh, the next episode we got coming on next week, the following week, is going to be about mothers, about mom. What does a mom mean to you and all this? 
since I have Cupcake here with me right now, Cupcake, what is mom to you? What is a mom to you? What does a mother mean to you? What is a definition of a mom for you? So I love my dad, but my, to me, a mom is that one person, regardless of how stupid you were, or what, no matter what you did, no matter how much she yelled at you, she's the one you, that's going to be in your corner. Mm-hmm. She's the one I call. She's the one who's, uh, who I just rely on. Um, I don't say it enough, but at times the mother is the one who can give you strength in those situations where you really need it. I, amen. Because the dad's a little bit more hard loving, huh? Dad tells me to shut up and get to work. So. <laughs> um, all right. So now I'm going to end it with a little random question. But the random question I'm going to ask you is, what's your favorite place to eat out here? And, and, and Cupcake and Neat, this guy had, uh, we went sparring, had Diego ask for a milkshake and 30 nuggets. Or were the 30 nuggets for him or for you? I think it's true for him. I just wanted the milkshake. Okay, okay. So what's your favorite place to eat out here? Ooh. Dang, that is a hard one. I love sushi. So there's this place by my uh, apartment that uh, does 50, uh, 50% off sushi. So I just go there. What is it called? Damn, um, you don't even know the name of the place. God, he wants to say PK Sushi, but it's not PK. It's Kuma. Kuma Sushi. I love Kuma Sushi. Oh, what's the roll that you get there? The ninja roll. Every time. It's just deep fried roll. I get like three of them because they're always half off. And I just, if it's been, I get that on uh, every other Friday. So it's the one thing I can always look forward to. On Friday. That's yep. your, that's your you time. Yep. No one calls. I don't got to talk to anyone. I just get that sushi, go home and not. It's just perfect, perfect day. I love cool. that place. All right. So before we end this podcast, is there anything you want to talk, uh, say or bring up or anything? I just wanted to say thank you again for letting me be a part of this, not just this podcast, but just a part of the gym. Um, it's been awesome. I, I didn't I didn't think when I moved here, just because, like I said, being in the military, you move around a lot. So I usually don't take the time to get to know my community because what's the point? Um, I'll be gone a few years anyways. But um, I feel like I really have been invited into a family here. So mm-hmm. once again, I just want to say thank you, not just to you, but everyone here at the gym who for really uh, welcoming in, welcoming yeah. me in. We do, we do love you, Levi, for real. And I'll take the time to say it when you leave, because the time is going to come when you're going to have to leave. Just as appointment, everything, we're going to for sure miss you. Um, just make sure when you're in California, you stop by and you will for always have a special part in our hearts here. Thank All you. right. Thank and you. uh for real, you may, we may have to do a date night with us. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to dress up, though. But all right, you guys. Uh Thank you guys all for listening. If you have any any uh feedback, uh leave us a review. Send us a message. Send Levi a message. How do people stay in touch with Levi? They want to stay in touch with Levi. Is there any way they can stay in touch with you? Uh My Instagram. At Levy Knox. That's about it. Snapchat, same thing. Cool. Call or text me. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. And we out.